Welcome to Beyond the Pixel, episode 10. This is the last episode that we're ever going to record where you can count it on two hands. <laughs> I'm Luis Fernando Sandrin, and I noticed that my name tags aren't up because I reset OBS. But over there is it's Ken okay. Ha, digital artist. We can figure it out, or we'll do it in post. <laughs> That's true. Screw it. We'll, we'll do it in post. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say nowadays. Yeah. All right, Ken. Do you know what we also say nowadays? What's that? Spirit Fair is an amazing game. <laughs> really? That's what okay, we say. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so tell me about this game. Um, I so, actually have not heard much about it. Really? Um, yeah. So Spirit Ga Spirit Gear? Spirit Fair is a game that I've been waiting for an extremely long time, ever since I saw it on the uh, Nindies stream on Nintendo. Um, it is essentially a game, as they call it, a game about saying goodbye. You play as Spiritfarer, this, uh, this person called Stella, and her cat Daffodil. You have been uh, anointed with the role as Spiritfarer from Karen. Karen? I never know how to pronounce his name. What, wait, what's the this, of what the is dead. a Spiritfarer? What is a Spiritfarer is like when you remember in the Greek myths, there was Charon, Karen, who ferried people across the river of Styx to the afterlife. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. this is your role. <laughs> you basically find spirits, you put them on your ferry, and you take <laughs> them on to the afterlife when they're it ready sounds, to pass on. Um, it sounds like, a, like a, an underworld papers, please. Yes, but is it's it? more <laughs> accurate to say it is an underworld Stardew Valley. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> this is this is a, a very chill, uh, relaxing... Mm. Uh, management style of game. I just reset the footage here real quick. Don't worry about is it. it. So it's like um like a Terraria, Minecraft, like farming less, type of game. Less so of the uh, more freeform exploration that you would find in Terraria and uh, and Minecraft. Definitely more focused in what you would find in a more farming focused game. You basically mm. have your fairy, and on your fairy where you're taking on your spirits. You can also be growing plants, growing crops, uh, making corn, rice, uh, and then cooking that to make different sorts of foods. You can harvest wood and lumber in the world on the islands that you stop by. It's a big open map, um, and uh, you stop by different islands and you find different resources like wood, uh, berries, different foods that you can like get that way. You can combine them to make better foods in your kitchen. Uh, and all the lumber that you get, all the rocks you farm, you use those to make better buildings or improve mm -hmm. existing buildings so you can make those resources better. It's sort of like a, like a factory-style game in that way. Right. But all this is in service to, to making your fairy a better place for your spirits. And there's only <laughs> a few of them. I'm not going to say the number just for Very spoilers, but like there is, there's only a few number of spirits uh, in the game. And they all, they're, they're all got their own personalities, their own likes and dislikes, and you're going to have to keep feeding them, uh, do different missions for them. Some of them are, are like very obsessed with your, with your lumber yard and like, oh my God, wouldn't it be great if you, if you just had a bunch of lumber or if you build like this, this shack or if you improved it. And by doing these tasks, you're advancing their storyline. You're learning more about their past lives. Uh, you learn more about what they like, and, and, and so you can make stuff better for them so they become happier. And when they become happier, they start helping out on the ferry. So they end up like doing some weaving for you. They stay in the cutting wood for you. It's kind of like Animal Crossing if the animals actually like pitched in more than just like, hey, I found a rock. Do you want it? <laughs> the animation style looks very interesting. 
It has like it's a all uh, hand sword drawn. in the shield type style. Feel yes. To it. Yes. It is. Uh, it's all hand drawn. Uh, the uh, mm. all all the all the spirits have like their own different animations. Uh, mm. their own sort of like little little ticks. Uh, and you build custom houses for them uh, in their own style that would make them feel better, and you can like improve them to improve their happiness. It, so it's, it's not very quite a much that kind of game. It's it is and it isn't. There is a yeah. remarkable amount of freedom in this game, which is part of the reason why I liked it. Uh, mm -hmm. You are free to go around these islands uh, depending on the abilities you have. As you upgrade your ship, uh, you'll be able to cross into areas that are covered in mist. You'll be able to cross through areas that are like are cordoned off by rocks or ice. And that's sort mm -hmm. of the progression. It, that's how it, they gate you mm -hmm. um, with different types of resources that you're going to get. Some advanced resources for different upgrades are in islands that you can't get unless you have the thing that lets you access them. So they get you in that sort of way. But in mm -hmm. the zone that you're in, you're free to explore, find spirits, progress in their quests in whichever way that you want. It feels very liberating in that way. And, and, and it gets you in this very engaging loop of like upgrading your ship discovering new recipes talking to the spirits finding what they like and and and, and making them feel happier so they help you out more mm -hmm. uh and this whole time as you're bonding with the spirits nagging in the back of your head is the fact that you're gonna have to say goodbye to them at some point because that is your job is you're How's... gonna be getting these spirits to the other side are these uh all voice acted or are they because like, no. we don't have the audio here these are, is this just text it is it is just text okay. um but they each have their own sound effects like like right. like the frog uncle sounds very very specific <laughs> uh, the the prissy deer is very like just <laughs> right you know yeah how is the writing effects. it is really it is exceptional it is exceptional nice. um i find it so remarkable in this game especially a game about like saying goodbye that all these characters you end up meeting you you know them right mm -hmm. they're all emblematic of the people that you've kind of met in your life like it's the uncle who just loves food and is like big and rotund and he's just a jolly good time to be around and he always wants to like insert himself into your life and, and like be around you and be that good uncle um there's like the lady that's all about uh the snake lady she's all about like meditation and like finding peace in one in more world and, and, and like you discover more about their lives and you know how they became to be that way right I don't want to give too much away about the plot because definitely finding out more about the characters is what they are. But you, you right. start finding parallels in your, in, in your life right. about of these characters. And that's what mm -hmm. makes this game so so almost heartbreaking to, when you have to say goodbye to them. Because it has like a these, sense. Sorry, go ahead. These are people that have lived full lives and they have reached this point, right? You know, you know they've gotten old at a certain point and they have died and they reached this plane. So... These are people that have had full experiences. And, and you see when they describe different parts of their lives, you're like, oh, I know somebody that went through this. Or like, oh, I know somebody that like I loved because they were exactly like this. You see these different elements. And the fact that they made the very good artistic choice of making them all like anthropomorphic animals means that it crosses like like uh, gender bounds and, uh, and uh, racial bounds, right? And, and you can really relate to it no matter who these characters were, right? Mm -hmm. Because... Your 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 big your big uncle and he was always like jumping around all the face just like a frog would you know you know you relate to it in that sort of way, you know mm -hmm. or or like your friend that was very snobbish like very much like this prissy dear friend that you find and like she's still like very near and dear to you despite the fact that she's from a completely different like um, financial class than you right 
right, right. and her regalness and her dearness like exemplify that and that right. just accentuates the personality even more yeah <laughs> it has like um reminds me a bit of uh what's the name spirited away you know how like there's that bathhouse that have all the spiritual visitors coming in mm. it gives me that I've... give me that sense I've never seen Spirited Away, and I'm oh, well, really it's, sad it's, about it's it. A, it's essentially the Japanese version of a very similar type of um, realm, because it's mm -hmm. an afterlife-like type of realm. And then she has visitors in her bathhouse, which is essentially like this half ah. halfway house, right? Um, and it's not her bathhouse; it's like this, like hotel, etc. Um, but the the vibe I get is very similar, where it has like this weird. It's like a mystical vibe, but then there's a danger to like the um, the mysticism. Mm -hmm. um, there is a yeah. definite whimsy to this game in just everything you find. Because uh, yeah. in addition to this stuff, like as you can see, like in the footage, like playing guitar to like help your plants grow, and like I, <laughs> I love the song in this. It, yeah. it like like there's that sort of whimsy to it, and your cat right. sings along with it too. And you know she she you hear the little <laughs> meows like contributing the song. And yeah. then, like, it swells as, like, music, as the plants start to go. There's a lot of whimsy in that way. Yeah. Each it's one of the spirits also... Sorry? It's very interesting. This is the kind of stuff that you, I feel like... Like, the kind of charm you can't you can't uh, get in AAA games. You know, like, these, like, little things that yeah. are just, like, cute that it, have no real reason a... to be there. <laughs> There's no, like, marketing reason that you should put it in here, but it's nice, right? Yeah, and it's super simple, too. Like, the music mm. is the same every time. You don't collect different musics. The progression is always the same. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just one little part of this game, and there is so much variety in what happens in the game, like over its time. Mm -hmm. uh, it does overstay its welcome a little bit, um, <laughs> but I think there's a reason for that, and it's something that I want to talk about in a spoiler cast uh, at another time. Uh, it's a story story related reason, an RP it's a story related reason, reason why. Yeah, and, and I think it's really interesting that it, that it does that. I, I feel like it's excusing a little bit, but regardless, uh, yeah. every single one of the spirits has an activity associated with it. So every time you, mm -hmm. you pick up a new spirit, you know that it's going to reach introduce one new thing on the map that you can interact with. For example, mm -hmm. the, uh, the 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 frog uncle, uh, a tool. Yeah. Um. He uh he introduces you the fact that if you go into thunderstorms, you can catch lightning in a bottle. And that introduces like this little <laughs> mini game where you're running around your ship and you're you can uh there'll be lightning crackles and he's like playing his flute on the ground, right, to, to attack the lightning. And you get hit I by love lightning. The man. They're so nice. Oh, they're so good. You can hug all the spirits and they each have their <laughs> own like little hugging animation as well. It, it's fantastic. It, it reminds me another thing it reminds me is the old uh, point and click adventure games. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like... Yes. <laughs> There is definite adventure game monkey, vibes monkey in it because island it is. Type <laughs> yes, it is definitely you going to islands. The islands also have their little problems, and you and you, you eventually collect abilities uh, mm -hmm. by by collecting spirit fairs to give you payment, mm -hmm. um, which is like this little thing called an opal. Oh, not an opal, an ob obal, obal. Oh, oh. Um, that, that's, that's sort of like the, that. That's a that's a payment. It's a token. It's a payment for the ferryman, oh, okay. right? Oh, okay, okay. For yeah, him yeah, to yeah. take you to the other side. Take a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and if as you get those, uh you'll be able to cash them in for abilities like a double jump. Cause there are some light platforming elements in this game. Um and kinda, and uh you'll be able to put explore these games errors. into like a category of like um like these two D games that have 
I wouldn't say like it's not that they don't have a lot of depth, but they have their depth is in the amount of types of gameplay mechanics they put into it. Yeah. Right. Like it seems like they they can afford to never really double up on the same mechanic twice. It was and it's what makes it interesting because you're always trying to figure out what 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 other way can you interact, right? Yeah. I think the thing that they definitely put the most that is that is the most deep is is your management of the ferry in in the game because mm-hmm. uh, as you build out that ferry uh i'll show it later in the footage for you to see it is super flexible uh all the buildings come in these weird like tetramino shapes so you have this <laughs> really fun part where you're just trying to fit all the ferries in like the correct way and depending on how you build it out that will also make different activities like hatching lightning uh, harder or easier depending on how you build stuff out it's really reactive oh, to player choice in that way interesting uh some some parts like uh one of the activities is there's these jellyfish they're coming to to the ship and you want to catch them because that gives you uh a glimpse which is your actual currency in the game that lets you buy stuff from shops and uh upgrades for your boat mm-hmm. uh as well as a special resource but some of them you see that they fly just overhead and you can't catch them but if you build a structure in the middle you can start catching all those jellyfish right instead of just a few nice um and and that's sort of the 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 part that i feel they put emphasis more because you can also edit your boat at any time it doesn't cost you anything you can rearrange your ship at any time it's 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 really entertaining and the other the other part of it is when you're on islands and it becomes definitely becomes more of an adventure exploration game as as like you find hidden areas areas Mm -hmm. to get uh hidden chests um uh talk to different people and they give you like little side quests that are just like you have to uh, find different berries this sequence it reminds me of old super nintendo games when all they had was like alphas for you to play with (laughs) but it had it's like it's like so much more advanced yeah yeah it's very it's pretty fun and this is like just a one-off error was like oh here's a little maze in this rich mansion that you can explore and find items in uh, there's also a gardener who's like locked himself out of out of his garden. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and you can it, go and talk it, to. Yeah. It, like it reminds me also of the um, Ocarina of Time. You know how like, they had so many little like weird mechanics that had nothing to do with the main mechanic of the game as like side quests. Mm-hmm. Like th- like this reminds me of like Hyrule um, Castle when you're like suddenly you have a solid snake like situation and <laughs> for the first yeah. time <laughs> in the game ever <laughs> and you're trying to like sneak around these guards. Yeah. When you take a game and they put and they put a uh, mechanics in it that have no business being in yeah. that game itself, but it just adds <laughs> yeah. a, a variety and whimsy to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that in this game. Like I said, every single spirit has its own activity, and you just keep getting. They're all sort of sort of the same on, on like the fairies. Like, oh, go to go to the place where this thing is happening. And you collect this special resource. They're mm-hmm. all sort of like that, but each of them has their own visual style. It has its own musical, uh, like like musical musical like theme song for that activity mm-hmm. and it's also good the music in this game is amazing it's incredible it's super enjoyable every What's moment this? in this game just feels to put a smile on your face what a system is it is it on is it pc or is it it like, is or... on pc ps4 uh xbox one it's on xbox game pass oh, nice, uh, nice. and nintendo pretty switch much pretty much everything <laughs> pretty much everything Nice. This game looks. Re- how, how long do you think the gameplay is, and how much is it? Uh, it took me about. It took me. It's longer than you think. It took me between twenty-five to thirty hours to finish the whole game. Okay, it's pretty. It's quite game. long because it wants you to spend time with these spirits, right? 
and, yeah. and like it definitely becomes like something where you want to like optimize and get everything right because there's day and night cycle and your ship mm. starts running in the night so sometimes you'll want to like oh here i can like water all my plants and stuff because i'm not i can't like go out on on the island mm-hmm. and just you get caught talking. up in the world yeah yeah uh because all your spirits are asleep as well so you don't have to like feed them <laughs> it's there a funny is thing almost in, like... no risk sorry it's a funny thing nighttime in video games because it also feels like like a nighttime version of nighttime if you're playing it at night. Because like, yeah. like it, nighttime in Ocarina of Time, we were just talking about, like it's weird because then first of all, the zombies are out, so you're kind of scared. And then none of the NPCs yeah. are out. And so you feel like, you know, it, fe- it actually feels like it's like a weird experience. You're like in the limbo's limbo. Exactly. It definitely feels like the game also like slows down a little bit in you, you can just breathe and there's times in this game where it kind of just wants you to breathe and like take it in and and it has the art and musical chops trash to back terrarium it up. or something what What's yeah it? yeah there's just this monkey and he just goes around and uh i think it's a monkey he's like a weird <laughs> onion monkey um and he oh, yeah, he yeah. just carries trash and he, you can sell your trash to him and he'll give you like a plant that just grows different trash that you can sell to back to him uh he's great he also do like daily errands for him which gets you money he's the uh, vendor yeah vendor boy and kind of like the merchant in resident evil 4 he just shows up when he's needed every now and then <laughs> i love that I, I i love that merchant dude like i was like my savior <laughs> what are you buying i always love uh, freaking i i loved in re4 the or the organizing mechanic i don't know why i loved organizing my stuff and having a very neat organized like so Suitcase. You know what's interesting now that you say that? <laughs> Organizing your buildings in this game like is that. exactly <laughs> the same type of satisfying that organizing your, your cache case is attache <laughs> case is in uh is in RE4. And it has it's it's a grid, right? And everything has like it takes up its own slots and its own thing, yeah. and you're sliding things in like I wanna make these the best platforms possible because I don't wanna like have to travel all the way over here to get lightning. Right. And eventually <laughs> you'll you'll make like fans that you can use to glide to higher areas or attach like ropes that you can zip line across your ship. It's extremely like curated in that way in that way. Like Terraria. Where you like, like build like, like Terraria, custom arena- yeah, yeah. arenas or something to like fight bosses and stuff. Yeah. It it's it, it has that sort of flexibility with your ship, even though it's like it's yeah. very restricted onto your onto your boat. Well, so when you place a, a thing down, you can just move it again, right? Like a building? anytime it doesn't right. cost anything demolishing something gives you all the resources back from it mm. and, and and the thing is and, and here's we need to really talk about how good this game is at setting out to make a game about saying goodbye because we're talking about all these mechanics and all these service levels things and like it sounds like a good game but i can't what really makes it well is how it all comes together and makes saying goodbye something that you really have to come to terms with and that's that's something that me in real life I have a lot of problems with. Like I have I have a lot of anxiety about that, about about like death, about like people going away, people changing, people becoming different people. That gives me a lot of anxiety and this game like really confronts you with that. How does and this it, task Like I guess I don't I, I don't know how to ask you without you spoiling it, but like I want to know how I'll tell it does you how, that. The first character I had to say goodbye goodbye to was really hard for me because I really liked them. And and <laughs> they they came out and said like I'm ready to go and I'm like I'm not ready for you to go. But but like that objective was there and like and, and like they were like I'm ready. I really want to go. We we should really do this whenever you're ready. 
and, and I was like, okay, I need to see this through. And I went ahead and, and like I did the journey. I just started crying because it was like it's a very slow like you're, you're you're rowing your boat and like they just start talking to you about like their experiences with you and i'm just like this is really hard for me right now and like i just start crying and they say goodbye i start crying again <laughs> and then that's it they're they're gone from your game and you go back to your ferry and you have to continue playing the game and like i just stood there for a bit and when i watered my crops you know I, I walked by their house and they were no longer there and I thought, like, this house is just going to sit here empty. And, like, like I started crying again and, and like, <laughs> That's took a, a moment. I tried trying to play mechanic. the game again. And I had to stop. I had to stop playing the game. Because not because, like, it got tired. I got tired of it or because it got challenging. But I was – I had to process the loss of this character and the ongoing realization that this was going to be the rest of the game – and it was going to constantly remind me that this person is gone and I had to be okay with it. I, I turned the game off. I sat down on couch. I called my friend and I had a conversation about how this game was making me feel. Be what if because I, what can, if I, hit... <laughs> yeah, I have sorry, never, I've been so affected by it. Like thinking about it right now is, is like still like shaking me a little. It's hard for core. me to buy into it right now because you said that the main thing was that you like this character, and I'm like, what if I don't like this character? What if you don't, what if you don't like this character? <laughs> what if right? you don't like this character? She's like, I, uh, I gotta go. I'm like, yeah, maybe you should go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get what you mean. I think I like uh, that idea I'm not, I'm not of gonna... using that mechanic of um, the, the missing house because, like, uh, you know, playing games like Harvest Moon and stuff, you do get, like, a familiar familiarity to, like, NPCs being where they should be. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the thing yeah. is, is like when you go to do the activity that that character introduced you, you go to that house and you say like, yes, I want to continue this activity instead of talking to the character. So you right. can consider doing your activity, but like you're constantly reminded like every, almost right. everything you do like reminds you of a character. You go by the weaving station like, oh, right. Yeah, this mm -hmm. character is the one that introduced to me. You go and do this activity yeah. that you should get the resource and like, oh yeah, this character introduced me and like they're gone. And, and like, the thing that gives you this impact is like you think about how the people in your life leave a lasting impact on you. They they introduce you to things, and every time you do like something that reminds you, you're always reminded like, oh right, like Ken's the one that like introduced me to like do this streaming thing. He Ken is the first person that made this podcast with me. Like like that's <laughs> always gonna stick with me. Yeah, it is like, and that's never gone, right? That right. no one can ever take that away from us. And the game it really, really communicates that that and so many other things about saying goodbye to people, about 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 death and like the it's a game it's a game about saying goodbye, but it's also a game about celebrating. Sorry. It's it's a game also about celebrating that life. Take a moment. Take a moment. It's okay. <laughs> life is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and like it's a game about celebrating the life that like people leave behind you. <laughs> Sorry, I I I can I I hear the sentiment. I see how I see how it can be really moving. <laughs> I think that's like just really. Although special. I haven't played the game, so I, I'm obviously yeah. not that moved. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. It made me it made me think about a lot of things and yeah, like that more than anything else. More than like that's incredible. We actually. talk about like 
games as terms like mechanics and like all the things they build up to make it fun but this game like mm-hmm. it had something really profound in me <laughs> i think that's i think that's the beauty of like when we talk about um something we think is like benign as like movies or stories right but like i think that the thing is that 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 we chase in movies and our stories and games like these is like something that um that touches on a, a reality of our humanity right yeah and then what what i loved about the just the, like the idea of this game was that um very few games almost no game right now is actually exploring um what the medium can do most of the most games are just trying to exploring like the same flavor the same sweetness yeah or like, like they're kind of chasing the same kind of ideas what is fun I like how do we get people coming back what is yeah, exciting just and like what's like the that. most addictive capacity in games right and then like if you just like let's say say you just take life and you're like okay let's only look at the most addictive things in life it's a pretty gross life right so like i like games like these when they try to uh, games and movies too like that's what i love about movies that explore aspects of of life that you have to deal with in in analogies that make you think and open your eyes mm. right and this, this is the simpleness of of exactly and you know i i wonder if the person who made this the co- original concept of this game um like what kind of loss they felt because it's it's a very like realistic analogy of what losing someone feels like right even if you ha- even if they haven't passed away say you just like someone like you broke up with someone or something like mm-hmm. that. You're constantly just looking at the the things that have changed, right? Ever since that person's no longer in your life. Yeah. Um and then this game just pretty much is able to play on that exact like mechanic in an analogy that makes it a lot more profound than just the fact that oh hey, you know, you're missing the person that like smelts your copper or whatever. I don't know. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a person, right? But but yeah, or taught you I, how that's to very, smelt that's copper a very, in the first like, place. Yeah. Because I, I think, I think especially like uh, as an artist, it's very easy to get caught up in the industry of art, and then you kind of forget like that there is like um, a very it's a very powerful tool because the industry usually just does the same thing over and over again. It's trying to make action movies, it's trying to make sexy movies, it's trying to make feel good movies, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so like, but there are it is like a medium that can convey very very poignant like philosophical um parts of, like parts about our lives and i think games is very much so a possibility in terms of like what it could portray just like 99 percent of what we see nowadays is is like is just the same stuff mm-hmm. like have do you ever play cave story yeah i love that game that game, that game is, is like really just like good. on the surface is so fun and then it's like wow you actually have a very <laughs> very emotional story attached to this like very simple like game mechanic right um, Ga- cave story yeah. is like a game that like i feel is very emblematic of our generation like that's the game that like <laughs> i feel touched everyone in like a very special way if the, if you played it it wasn't like it was played by a lot of people more so than like you would have expected for a game that looked like that well it also but was like re-released like so many it. times it's, yeah, yeah. The fact that it was like re-released in Nintendo like a bunch of times mm-hmm. uh, was really good. Um, but yeah, like this this game feels very similar. I I wasn't quite with you until you like brought up that that very last point about like using that as an analogy to 
that's where it um, all comes together yeah. like for me yeah, it, that's it, like, a very it, big, like it's important to discuss deal. like the mechanics because it doesn't seem like anything special but like mm -hmm. what it is able to accomplish is yeah. and the execution is very important yeah and like, like it's it, very very important it's very hard to like it's easy to make this like sloppy and cheesy Right. And it's not and it's not like if you look at it as like a video game, it, it is not perfect. Like I can look at it as like a pure an analytical point of view and I see problems with it, right? I see problems with the pacing sometimes. I see problems with, with the way it introduces mechanics or or it doles out uh rewards. There's parts where it stagnates, sure. But like all that pales in comparison to what I got out of this game, which which is just so so special to me and like it goes beyond any sort of analytical lens that you can put on it and and that's I why that's, try that's why anyways still... sorry <laughs> um i'm gonna try anyways to put an analytical lens on yeah. it yeah okay because i've been the, hearing about this yeah go ahead i'll let you finish first the uh the thing <clears throat> forgot what my what my point was uh i was going somewhere with this Yeah, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my bad. Sorry, it's I okay. interrupted your train of thought. Um, now I lost my train of thought because I can't remember. What <laughs> I was so the thing that, uh, that, I, yeah. that I ended up getting to 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 in this game is is that I know it is not the best game that has come out this year, like as a whole, but it is my favorite game that I have played yeah. this year. And like I need to think about it very strong strongly after this because it might be my favorite game of like this generation. It might be my favorite game of a long time. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I can't remember the last time I had such a very relatable and emotional reaction to a game before. It's frequent when like I cry at a game because of the story story that it tells me. I'm very like emotional in that sort of way. It is extremely rare that I that I that I cry or get emotional in the game because I related to something that it was trying to say. Right? What's this movement right now? It's like wave dashing and wave landing. It looks so sick. Yeah, this is this is like sort of the abilities you get. The uh the so when you build up to a sloped ceiling like that, you start getting slides and that gives you like a different boost in different directions if you jump yeah, off of it so in a different sick. angle. That looks like that looks like melee. It looks like some amazing like, fighter mechanic. I like that a lot. Oh yeah, like also make no bones about it. It the moving movement in this game is extremely good. It's it's kind of rare for a game like this. Often heavy-handed animation games are are stiff on movement. Mhm. Mm like, yeah. Well, the yeah. Thunder Lotus has a lot of pedigree with 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 that. They they mm. made uh, Jotun, Jotun, or however you want to pronounce mm. it, yep. uh, in yep. the past yep. that Viking game where you're like you're sliding Jotuns, mm -hmm. um, and oh. uh, Sundered, which was a sort of Castlevania-ish uh, Metroid-style game that's extremely punishing. Um, both mm. games like very focused on movement. And all are hand animated, very beautiful games. This game, very different, but animated in the same sort of style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember what I was gonna say. Um, it. So what I think when I, when I hear what you just said, because you said that 
Like you have, you notice that there are uh, logistical gameplay failings or at least shortcomings mm-hmm. in certain areas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it it doesn't seem to matter no. in the grand scheme of what it uh, it uh, this game brings. Mm-hmm. And so what I've been um, learning a little bit about in uh, as as I explore like Buddhism a bit further is just the idea that um, emotions are not logical, right? So mm-hmm. like you feel like in this sense here the game the gameplay mechanical mechanic is not good or is not as good as it could be for example right but because you have an emotional reaction to it it overrides your logical side where you say like hey um you know like this game should be bad it's the same thing for us when we if someone has like our fear of speaking and then like you know there's no reason for them not to like speak speak in public but then they irrationally, emotionally make a decision because they have an emotional reaction. Um, so I wonder if that's like a key component in the development of storytelling and emotion in games. Mm. Because like, like everyone, there's there's always like this competition that comes out when the story game comes up comes out, where they always like rail on it for its gameplay mechanic. And then, you know, people who love the game usually defend, like, let's say, like, Last of Us, right? Like, they're not like they bring any new gameplay mechanic that is particularly new in games, besides, like, you know, a few key um, types of, like, maybe open world types of interactions, right? But, like, it's a shooter, for, it's a pretty basic shooter, right? But the, but, the, but the emotional side of the game, I think, like, allows you to turn off a very critical part. And, and as gamers, I think we have the overactive critical part of game because yeah. like it, we're it, it always disgu- trying it, to like compare it disguises the part like this this and like the art uh music and artistry and all that disguises mm-hmm. the fact that on a gameplay basis you're walking around that game and left trigger right trigger for shooting impressing like, like let me up. let me relate it to like let's say you um some of the older like we were talking about seven samurai right like how come that movie with like the most basic of tools in film like can still hold up to some of the films today right like this movie that is in black and white right mm-hmm. and i think it's because like it's a combination of like emotional storytelling and they focus on the emotion well enough that like that's the main thing that we're focusing on we're not focusing on these like big open vista sets or whatever but you don't really need it right it's a very intimate like, you know story, I mean? like in that way, right? It's very focused on yeah. its characters, but I, I think yeah. also, also that's that's a that, that's a weird one to talk about because Akira Kurosawa is very influential in cinematography. Like a lot mm-hmm. of his shots that were new at the time, like if you watch Seven Samurai and then you watch uh, the original Thirteen Assassins, like mm-hmm. there's just no comparison. Like mm-hmm. uh, Akira Kurosawa's like conversations, dialogues, and like the emotion, the mm-hmm. way he frames those sorts of revelations between the character, are yeah. so much more intimate than in Thirteen Assassins, which is mm-hmm. a, a movie that's more about spectacle uh, yeah. and, and intrigue than anything else, right? Well, I would I would like uh, offer this point that that composition and cinematography in movies oftentimes is about. Um, like if you do it well, it, you can take the same scene, but you like exponentially increase the emotion attached to it. You know, like if you have a you have a two shot of a person talking to another person, there's a very boring way to shoot that, mm-hmm. and there's a very possible emotional way to shoot that, right? Yeah. So I think that what we're talking about is like you know the cinematography is what allowed him to have like a higher level of emotion 
in the shot but the but the sets for example are you know they're they're very limited as to what they were working on right Mm -hmm. compared to like movies now where you have sets of like cg possibilities that could look amazing but you feel nothing like how many times have you seen like new york blown up on superman Mm -hmm. movie and you're Mm -hmm. like i feel Mm -hmm. nothing to this whole all this destruction it looks so real whatever it is right but you can get like a movie like uh Cloverfield Lane, 13 Cloverfield Lane, where it's like shot in the basement of someone's house and it feels way bigger, right? Like it, it feels so much more important, right? It, it, it's interesting, like how you say, like, oh, oh my God, New York is devastated. This is horrible. And you're like, nah. And it's just Meh. like, this girl's cat has gone missing. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. is she going to find the cat again? Yeah. She's devastated. <laughs> it's so true, right? <laughs> like in, in the same way, this thing, it's like this, this game is offering you a very, like, um, seemingly simple like like gameplay mechanic but um the emotion and storytelling is what like allows you allow this allows this game to be probably even worse than it is in terms of gameplay mechanic and like get away with a lot more stuff which is not a bad thing like come on like it's like you can't be perfect in every area and then you have to find a great the right combination in a game that like gets people to like buy into all the good stuff as well as like forgive all the bad stuff right yeah and and, and to be clear uh, i don't think any of the mechanics of itself in the game are are bad or overly mm-hmm. overly simple i think they're exactly right for the amount that they need to be and it's and it's varied enough in that way uh but how many times how many times have we as a as like a community was like yo this game is so amazing it does everything okay like it does everything pretty good like a game That's like true. that comes out, like say a Call of Duty game, like a shooter in a super competitive industry, like a um, category, mm-hmm. like a new battle royale, it just does everything up pretty good. It's yeah. it's it's gonna fail terribly, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's so easy to fail. Like right? for so, those games to be successful, think... like Call of Duty, is like the shooting mm-hmm. needs to be the best shooting you have ever felt in the game. Yes, and like that's yeah, exactly, why that's right? why that game is popular. That they yeah. have the best. Well, shooting otherwise, in the, the, the current popular one stays popular. Right? Yeah. So like this game to be able to be like pretty good in all areas of gameplay means yeah. that it needs to excel somewhere else, right? You, you know, you know what game is a good example of that. <laughs> and, I hate to, and I hate to bring this up, it's Fortnite. Fortnite, Listen, for, you you can hate Fortnite, but you need to respect what it is as a cultural phenomenon yeah. in our lives. That game right? does everything like okay. But, like, the amount of color and the character and everything else in it and, like, just the, the sheer marketing push into it. I will argue, <laughs> I will argue, um, as a person who played early for- Fortnite days, it did have something quite spectacular in its building mechanic. Like, it, that is very, very unique, right? That is literally kind of what Fortnite is about. But I think that it allowed it to grow in, in, a, in a genre that was completely empty, so it grew huge. And then now... Even though Fortnite is just kind of good at everything, it's already the biggest thing out there, right? So what I meant by the other the other analogy is like for a new game to come out to dethrone anybody, it has to be so much better in a particular mm-hmm. area or something that's super unique yeah. to be able to like even make a dent. Because otherwise, like there's a um, like customers would rather just stay to the same thing that they know, right? Yeah. Like that they know this is good. Like why would they kind of risk it to go something else? And even and even if it is better. That doesn't even mean they'll stick around. Like Apex, yeah. Apex is is, it... is like objectively, objectively. Like, come on, it is objectively a better shooter than Fortnite. It's made oh, by the reason as a shooter for hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, like it's purely shitty. It's objectively yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the the better of the two, and yet Fortnite is still the dominant one. Yeah, well, I think that uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's just like the, it, it, when you have a monopoly, and you can have monopoly in games too. Like, it happens a lot. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a monopoly in like look at sports games. A lot of sports games have only one game that you can play. In as, if you really want to play that sport game, right? Yeah. Um. So I think that when there is a monopoly, it's very hard to dethrone the king because the the king. Like, how hard was it to dethrone World of Warcraft? And has World of Warcraft ever been dethroned? Yeah. Like, questionable, uh, right? <laughs> I don't even know if it's been dethroned, but I think I think it it, it adopted, a, 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 it married, it married. It married Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <14. laughs> has been doing very, very good, actually. Yeah, it's, it's like, and either you prefer, you prefer, you prefer, you prefer uh, one parent or you prefer the other parent. It's, yeah, the best some people like World of Warcraft, like a... some people like Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> and then now what's the new one the new one i heard is actually been getting um pretty interesting reviews uh, what's it called there is a new medieval type mmo okay. medieval type mmo yes it, it's it's i think it's in, uh, in alpha or beta or something never i'm not gonna remember there are so many medieval but there's another MMOs one that, like, there's another one and of course uh, whenever a new one comes out everyone touts it as like the new wow killer yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah wow yeah, yeah. wow yeah. um yeah killer. so sorry to get sidetracked you have uh anything else for um spirit spirit fair go play you spirit got me sold fair. i might try it. i think I'll, i think i'm gonna check it out at least go play spirit fair learn love <laughs> live laugh okay <laughs> that's not a good sell anymore okay that movie has been tainted by by all the karens that are out there what movie? who have it on their wall uh, the live, laugh, love. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't even mean to. Like, sorry. I was actually going through like my own emotions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, go, go play Spirit Fair. It is my favorite yeah, game cool. of 2020. You'll love it. Possibly for the rest of your life now. Best Possibly favorite for game my... for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's it's like it's gotten to the point where it it made me solidify the types of games that I'm going to be interested in making, right? Like playing mm. that game. I I. Games, as a as a creator, I was always more interested in making games that are not violent, and if they are violent, that violence has to have some sort of reason, right? I am not I'm not too interested mm. in making just Fez. another sort of action game. It is... What do you mean you need a reason? Doom needs a reason. Sorry. What if the reason is what if Doom? I really love the reason really is to I rip really out. Love Doom. <laughs> like like like. Don't get me wrong. I love these sorts of like action games. I love action yeah. games. But, but the games I, that you I'm want speaking, to make yourself. I'm speaking like me, yeah. as in what I'm interested in making as myself, like what I mm -hmm. want to contribute to, like this industry. It, it, like, I mean, there's an oversaturation. I worked on Gears. I, I love action <laughs> games. Like, come on, don't, don't get me I'm wrong. Joshing, yeah. I'm I, I love playing yeah. those types of games with my friends. But, but like as a creator, yeah. I'm more interested in like exploring like non-violent sort of games and like mm -hmm. what the potential is on there. Like, I have like six like games in my head that I want to make and like. Only one of them it has like direct like conflict because because I want to say something with that, um, and but you you don't have conflict in your other ones. You must have some. Yeah, you, sort of you have you have conflict, just not direct conflict. Oh, I see. 
just passive aggressive. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just throw shade yeah. on your enemies. Yeah, you just kind of like <laughs> you gotta shame them. <laughs> you leave notes to each other. You talk about each other on each other's back. <laughs> so, uh, so it's an office simulator, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, the new Office 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. But but yeah, that made me that made me see like no, there's definitely potential here, and people are doing amazing yeah. stuff in this space, and I'm. I'm 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 just really glad this game exists, you know. Yeah. I'm really glad I played it. Um, this game kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, what was the studio you, you said? Thunder Lotus. Made it. Yeah. Thunder Lotus. Yeah, they were and on so my radar. So have they made a lot of well. other? I don't think I've known. I know a lot about their studio. What other games have they made again? Jotun and Sundered. Oh right, Jotun. Yeah, I, they are. Yeah, a we looked at the trailer. Yeah, yeah, they're they are a twenty to thirty uh, player. Player, there are twenty to thirty uh, employee studio Person. out in Montreal. You know, it feels like the sub sub. I want to say eighty, but probably even lower than that. Studios are the ones that have the flexibility to do something this off the cuff. Because you can sell this in a marketing. Like most most people don't understand that most games aren't dictated by like what gamers like like most of it is like dictated by what kind of ideas can actually filter up through like 500 people mm-hmm. in a triple a studio right and it takes like you know a lot of clout in or you know credibility from any individual voice to really sell an idea to everyone else and so like really far left ideas were like uh, like it's hard for me to imagine Naughty Dog coming out with a game like this, where like all you're doing is building, like you know, on like a spirit faring, like ship, and it's like a, some sort of like romancing spirit simulator where you're taking them. Like it's a very out there game, and you know, I'm not saying that it, and, like knocking it at all, but it's like a game that like you know a AAA studio would never do. Yeah. Um, because I think that like thirty people, yeah, I think that you can get like thirty people on board. But it's very difficult to get, like, a large amount of people on board. And you can kind of see the trajectory that they've made to get here, like, making Jotun and Sundered, which are extremely action-heavy games. And, mm-hmm. and like, Jotun was smaller scale, and then they made Sundered, which is, like, larger scale, big open map, and, like, mm-hmm. more Castlevania Metroidvania style. And, like, oh, well, what can we do next if we hit, like, this peak of, like, action adventure? Like, what, what if you make something where you'd never kill anything? you never attack anything? And like we we tell yeah. a, a more closer relationship based story. I like that they would challenge themselves. Yeah. Because um, like you know, companies are risk adverse, and most companies won't um challenge themselves to put won't put themselves in a situation where they have to do more, like they're expected to fail. Yeah. You know, like if you were to like write out the elevator pitch for this game, people would be like, "Yeah, it's probably gonna fail." <laughs> like you know, like if I had a I'd be extremely interested story, in it. Like right? I was, I was, uh, but 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 yeah. Then you're like, I don't know how well it's doing, right? You don't see it like on Twitch, and you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I, exactly. There's only, we still there's don't only know one person. It, there's only one person in our office. Like, and I talk to a lot of people in our office. Like, I'm extremely mm-hmm. sociable. Uh, yeah. Only one person has played it, <laughs> and she loves it. Well. Well, the, the the nice thing about games like this, how much does it um, cost, by the way? Do you remember? I believe it is either, tw- I think it's 20 American dollars and 30 okay. Canadian. Yeah. Right. So, like, a game like this, I feel like they don't need to have as high margins um, to, to, to break even as other games. So, like, that's the kind of, like, you would hope. 
you would hope. There's been games where I was like, wow, that game must have been really cheap to make. And then you find out the actual development process is like $70 million or yeah. something like that. <laughs> like, I, I've been shocked that way before. But, like, a game like this, like, it like it would make sense if you were to take a big risk like this that you don't put, yeah. like, crazy amounts of resources into it so that you don't have to, like, sell as many copies to make it up. But I hope it does because it just seemed like... It, like, the animation was I, great. Yeah, it seemed like I, a very quality game. I would love for... For Thunderlords to keep making games. Uh, looks like this game took three years to make as well. Three years? Wow. Yeah. Uh, it must have been um, last, a last, side last, team. Yeah. Last game, uh, Sundered, was in 2017. Oh, okay. So it was their entire team working on this then? It's a small team, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And it uh, looks like... Th- yeah, that sounds about a, right, actually. It's 30 American dollars, 33 Canadian uh, also free on Game Pass, though. Nice. All right. Well, speaking from small studios making very <laughs> large games that cause emotional reactions in people, <laughs> why don't you talk yeah, to me about what yeah. you've been playing lately? Yeah, so I've been playing No Man's Sky um, for the first time. So, like, I'm not... I, I, like, I didn't have my head in the sand for all of the drama. Like, I was watching it. I was watching as a person that never bought into it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, not because, like, you know, I'm super smart and I predicted it. Because I just didn't really care <laughs> for whatever reason, right? So when it, when, I, when it came out and, like, I, 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 I think we were at the same office when it came out. Do you, do you think we were we were both at Archiact, uh when it came out? Because I remember, like the office, yes. a lot yes. of people yes. were playing in no, the office. No, we were, we were, because it was yeah. when I went to when I was going to go to E three, um, <laughs> to show off our game at Arcact, and yeah. I remember, I remember, uh, our coworker that was going with me was really upset that he was like going to have to go through E three first before he could play No Man's Sky because I think it came out <laughs> yeah, in like, okay, July yeah, or something. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and people were like taking. We were like, I'm taking the week off or something yeah. like that, right? They're like, dude, Just I'm going. Like, they're, they're, the way they were talking about it, it was like they were. What was that guy, uh, Cipher in the Matrix? He was like, plug me back in, okay? Like, I just want to taste meat again. I want, I want this steak. I want, I this, want this No Man's Sky steak. <laughs> so this is where like dude, always the, bothered me. It was hilarious to me too. The inevitable crash that came after it, like I could like not have predicted. After, like, like it was. The, it, it 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 would it would be at, at, like the dramatic reveal that it that it sorry not the dramatic reveal the dramatic backlash that it did get because I was I was looking at the because for a long time you were looking at this thing and like what is this game what are you actually making and then <laughs> yeah, like as as like right I now? read like a ton of articles I understood like yeah. oh you're not making an exploration game you're making a crafting game that's like with See, all this like, random generalization yeah how big the anomaly of this because this for this was this crossed the video game barrier you know like there's a like we like if you're a gamer you you might be so deep in games that you know you don't see the visible universe because like everywhere you look there's just gamers and nerds and yeah. everything like that people that but, like, like read every article like, yeah exactly right? all the but mechanics before the game comes out it, in the bigger world the gamer society is like smaller it's growing for sure right but like but it's 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 not as big. But then you know this this game you know, um, Sean Murphy I think is, is the name of Sean Murray, right? Dude, he was going on like like talk shows with like Oprah and, and talking like to like celebrities person, about this, this game. This five person team plus a, a, a plus assistants. 
Yeah, the, the team is so small. If the team was like 28 or 30 at the start or something, right? Like like when they first uh, made the announcement. So do you remember the, um, the historical chronological set of events that happened? Yeah, it was announced on the Sony studio. Uh, on the Sony stage, no, no. So, so, right? so before that, before that, um, so they made uh, they made two games before that. The first game was like kind of a pretty oh big oh success, oh so. oh. You mean like even that? Yeah, it was uh, just like just the lead Daredevil up to it. Joe to see what happened. Danger, Joe Danger, Joe Danger. Right. The first one was pretty well received. The second one didn't do as well. Right. And then they wanted to like try something new, and so Sean Murray um, edited together like a like a demo video. Of no man's sky right and it just happened to look freaking amazing the way he edited it right and the things that it pot like it it, it pot like it um it said it could do right and none of the things that it said it could do was like like he was real like you know he's 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 a he's a he's a good engineer and he explained it in a very logical way where you're like yeah it could happen right just like you've been in these meetings as, in game, as a game designer too, right? Like, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. And then the reality sinks of, like, how hard it is to troubleshoot and bug fix and blah, blah, blah. And then your development comes to a grinding stop. That's there, pretty much always, what happened because he joke, released that, right? that hype video. Reality. Sony signed them, right? So, uh, yeah. so Sony signed them was what you were talking about when they, then they got featured by Sony. And then suddenly, like, they they were from the get-go um on the hook for this this massive list of features that like there was no way this 30-man team was going to be able to do this in like six months or something right yeah yeah um so yeah so so but that was like in the past and then as they released it everyone was upset about all these missing features but now and they slowly like added a bunch of stuff in now there's like live multiplayer there's craft there yeah. there's like building there was always crafting it is a crafting game i don't care what anyone says it's a crafting they've, game. they've significantly uh, improved the depth to their crafting yeah. build there's there's buildings there's <laughs> yeah. vehicles there's space stations there are there are freight carriers this game has content out the butt now and then enter now, ken ha sure. what do you think um so I, I actually I entered it into like a different, an even lower pool of expectations, because mm -hmm. I feel like I had a very opposite reaction to anyone who played this game from launch. Which just to go back to a moment, I just dude, I thought it was so funny. Like in the office, it was like it took it wasn't immediate. Like people weren't ready to be like, yo, this game sucks, right? Like the you know a fresh game comes out, there's always like a, a, both sides arguing about the game's good or bad. Like no, like look at like The Last of Us. There's so much hate on both possible both sides, right? Um, and so, so the first thing comes by, and everyone's like, I'm always, I'm asking them because I'm like very curious as to how good the game is, right? And these guys play, they're like, I'm playing it all night. I'm like, I'll do it, nothing but playing this, right? And so I ask them, and they're just like, it's a very calm, like, it's, it's, it's okay. Like, they're trying to talk about like an abusive spouse, like, you know, she's, <laughs> they only hit me sometimes. <laughs> it, it only crashes only sometimes. Crashes. <laughs> it only crashes sometimes. <laughs> And it, and when it cr it doesn't crash it crash when I don't do this. <laughs> if, if, as if long I as I make dinner properly, it doesn't crash. <laughs> if I don't push the game's buttons, it won't crash. I, yeah, it's exactly like that, right? And then I think it was like day two or three that like all of them turned and there was something like this goddamn game will lie to us. But like, okay, so never, that was, was the one side of it. For me. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, so that was one side of it. Like the most. 
the most ridiculous expectations. They people were expecting this game to like like find them a girlfriend and a spouse and like get married and stuff, right? And then for me, um, way after, and so like like you said, in the meantime, dude, they've like overhauled the game so much, and all the things that they've tried to do, like they've promised to do, like that it seems like they at least tried to implement in some way or another. Maybe not the full functionality, right? And then for me, I'm coming out from an even lower perspective in that I, I wanted this game as a VR game to play, mm, right? Mm. And if you're looking at, you're comparing this game to a VR game. This game is this game is the Last of Us, right? This game is like that level of quality, because like first off, like the depth of the game for a VR game is massive. The, like there there's no there's very few games that have this level of depth, and almost all of them are full conversion games like this, right? Um. The only other game that I can think of that ha- that that parallels is, and it makes sense, Elite Dangerous, which mm-hmm. is essentially what this game really wants to be a simplified version of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that regard, dude, I, I I liked it a lot from what I saw. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I immediately saw the sh- the shallow waters compared to Elite Dangerous. Right, because like you know, it's it's almost the same game. You get a ship, you know, Elite Dangerous. You don't have to build your own ship, and there's less of that like first person um, Minecraft element to it. But Elite Dangerous has like, dude, you can go into like the weapon modules, and each of them have like power supplies, and each weapon module has like freaking different classes. Blah blah blah. Um, the game has a big economy. The game is high depth, but you know, like I, that's not to say that it's necessarily better, because man, the depth is so deep. That when I'm playing in VR, I don't have the mental capacity to freaking look up star charts and then figure out commodity markets and figure out how to tr- like exploit trade markets and stuff like that. I wanted a game that was kind of like Elite Dangerous where I can kind of disconnect my brain in VR. Um, everything works right off the bat. It's great that you can like jump into your cockpit and actually control with like um, uh, regular VR controls. You don't have to like get a special controller or anything like that. Mm. It doesn't work amazingly, but it works enough for you to like kind of just get lost <laughs> in, in, in like having fun and experimenting or experiencing like really w- weird celestial bodies and stuff like that. So in that end, I, you know, I'm, I'm having fun and I, I, st- I still think it's too pricey. <laughs> even, even now, like even with all the improvements at $60, but I think Is that it's, still $60? Like, it's not that bad. Um, I think regular, unless it's on sale, I think it's regular $60, but you get all the previous like updates since it's all free, right? Oh yeah, it's always been um, free. Yeah, it's a sixty dollar yeah. sixty dollar Canadian. Wow. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it should be a forty dollar game, and I think it would have been like such a good value, dude. But if this game came out when if it this game came out as a twenty dollar game, I think it's a completely different like reaction that they had too, because this game is like a is a case study in like incorrect expectations ruining game releases. Also, like an insane marketing like pitch. Yep. Uh, insane marketing pitch that like they, they kept they pitching let, they let the story of the game get away from what the game actually is mm-hmm. they actively so, yeah, encouraged so how, it what do you think about how they handled it and like it's like it's what, what yeah it's hard for it's hard for me it's hard for me to like really really talk about this with distancing myself from how i feel <laughs> about crafting games in general yeah. because I was excited about this game at first because of like I thought it was like going to be a, an exploration focused game or like more emphasis on that part of it, right? To be like unique mm-hmm. things to find or like stuff that that no one had seen before and that sort of 
the challenges would be different. But the core mm-hmm. challenge and the core loop of this game is a is a crafting game. It is it mm-hmm. is a sorry, not a crafting game. I'm using the wrong term. A survival game, right? Managing food, ma- managing. Mm-hmm. Do you manage food in that game? I don't even remember anymore. You manage your like oxygen supply oxygen. level and like hazard like requirements and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's all it's it's that sort of thing like managing oxygen, manage collecting the right resources mm-hmm. so you can like get fuel for your ship. All this stuff mm-hmm. that gets in the way from the thing that I was interested in doing, which is the exploration, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which like I'm not sure if it would be a better game or a worse game than that because like you can't divorce the game from that. It is was designed to be a survival game. And mm-hmm. I inherently don't like those games. Like I don't find them interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and I know there there's always gonna be a game that the genre that you're just gonna go, yeah, this is just not for me. Like I've tried them, I've tried so many survival games, they just aren't for me. So it's hard mm-hmm. for me to like a- analyze like how this game like improved over time because I've jumped back into it in like beyond and I played like a good like five hours of it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like the core loop of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't like having to manage my oxygen. I don't like that I have to keep refueling my ship. I don't yeah. like that there's a random chance of me finding anything good or worthwhile. I don't mm-hmm. like that my resources can be expended and I can get nothing for them. I mm-hmm. I, I just don't like it. And I mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to tell if it's that's a legitimate criticism of the game or if I, it's just not the genre for me. Because so well, many I would have people to ask, like, you need to think of figure out why you don't like it. Like, I, I guess it's just I like, don't the like mechanic. it because because like I've played like if you look at Spiritfarer, it is a crafting game. It's a game about getting resources and, and, and like advancing stories through characters by getting stuff and making that stuff give you more yeah. stuff. But like, it's not a it's basic, not a basic game. video game ingredients. Right. Do this thing right. to get more of this thing so you can do more things. Right. Yeah. The thing that No Man's Sky does is like it takes more away than it gives. And in order to like get something, you have to put so much into it. Right? Yeah. The, it takes the a cost lot of, benefit uh, analysis. Time. Yeah. The cost benefit analysis for it was was just I I did not get to a point where I felt like I was getting more out of the game than I was having to put in. And that's where mm. it broke down for me. I could build mm. stuff, sure. I didn't really understand why I would ever want to come back to a planet other than, like, for the fact that, like, oh, I made a base. This is the thing I did. So many of the... Yeah. I'm getting agitated. I'm knocking my mic around. So many mm. things that, like, I feel like this game adds and, 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 like, why I always had a problem with it every time I said, like, oh, is No Man's Sky better now? Is because No Man's Sky keeps doing this, right? Yeah, It's I building agree. upon a foundation... Agree that i don't enjoy it doesn't matter what they add to it if the core like five minute 20 minute and 40 minute loops are not things i like doing i i I don't like playing the game you know i have a theory that that's not actually their core loop that they wanted to have my theory like so looking at what the games become now all the stuff that they've added in um it's hard for me not to see how desperately they they've copied uh uh, elite dangerous really right look at the star bases they're 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 practically elite dangerous star bases the same kind of mechanic in terms of like lighting their their cubes or like spheres that have a mm. <laughs> have a have the entrance to them is taken almost directly from elite dangerous right mm. so mm. the whole point i'm getting at is my theory is that when they were making this game they had a massive list of features that were a lot of them were crafted from um 
um, Elite Dangerous. And, you know, probably the premise was good, too. They wanted to create a game that was a simpler version of Elite Dangerous, which I, I do. I still want. I want that game, right? Um, but because they don't have enough resources, they cut back to what is the most um, easy to perpetuate into a infinitely sprawling galaxy, which is an extremely simple crafting survival loop right the very especially when you look at the first base game dude that's all you were doing you yeah. were literally just like mining materials to increase storage space right yeah. like there was nothing else to do right um and and to be honest you're right it, does, it hasn't changed that much because everything they're adding is they're adding it onto it's it's like when i see um they're just looking at what someone another movie has done and they're just trying to copy it right mm -hmm. but they don't understand the base reasoning that the original game elite dangerous has those mechanics yeah. right like the thing, the you thing that, you, sorry, you have ahead. fuel oh sorry because you have fuel and stuff like that because that game feels extremely one first thing is big it feels very very big and it feels very like unforgivingly barren like you can just you can land your ship accidentally which i've literally done a very expensive ship onto a planet that's way bigger than you expected because, you know, you, scale's kind of messed up, and it has, like, 10 times gravity. And you're going the same speed, but because the gravity's, like, visually, it looks like you're going the same speed, but the gravity's way higher, and so you land and you just blow up because you didn't fucking look at the fact that this is a super high-grav planet. So it's super unforgiving. So the, the survival aspect, like, everything has a high level of reward to it when something is that unforgiving, right? Yeah. Um, I think that was the kind of base that elite dangerous and they own it dude like they don't give a f that this game that their game is not like star wars rogue squadron or whatever it is right they love the idea that it's space trucker sim plus a bit more right yeah and so i love that and they really lean into it so all the mechanics that they i see them having in um, no man's sky now like especially with the the fleet carriers that showed up do you do you you're familiar with that like update when they I added know, in I know they show up freighters. and then you can like attack them and you can also buy one and yeah. and those sort of mechanics but I did yeah. not get far enough into the game to experience it. Okay. So in Elite Dangerous, if I were to tell you, which is they they also did this too, right? Like oh, okay. when, when they introduce fleet carriers, like what's the first thing you you would want to do if you were in a position to get like a carrier or something like that? Can I walk around on it? You can walk around it. Can I fly it? Blah 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 blah, right? Like yeah. Especially the flying part, like every every ship is about flying, right? In that yeah. game, that's one of the coolest parts, right? Like the 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 devastating part was when they added it in here in this game. I was like, that's very cool, and then I realized you can't fly any of them. Oh, like you get on them and they're just mobile bases, and they're essentially like um, you know those little phone games where you like send a dude on a mission and he comes back in ten minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you just buy more of them. You mean the fourth tier Ubisoft style missions? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's essentially that. Which is, like, kind of annoying because the, the ships look cool and I want to have, like, I don't know, I want to go into a giant space battle or something like that where I can lose half of them. You want to, you want to launch but some no, broadsides. But no, I just send them on, like, grocery list. And, like, even the ones that are, like, attack missions, I don't get to see them. They're just like, this is an attack mission. Yeah. You send the attack ship on it. Yeah, right? this so, is, this like, is it doesn't the... seem to have that, that basis on, like, a core element. I think this touches on the core issue that that like I had with with both these games. Like Elite Elite Dangerous and No Man's Sky are two games that I bounced off of for different reasons. Except that I actually want to go back and and get and and play Elite Dangerous one day. 
Yeah, um, I gotta, oh, at, we should at do it together, dude. I, I gotta, sh I got so into it for sure a while. Oh I'm my god, please, like, shocker. take my hand and guide me because I would like dude, to get the, into the that game. The key is you have to, you have to, you have to use the internet database. They mm. have a galactic database where you can look up prices and look up trade routes. And I got, I got that main... far into it, right? And, and like, I, okay. I've forgotten how to do it anymore. But like, I did get, I did get far enough to like do a trade that that was worth something. But the problem that I have with Elite, Elite Dangerous yeah. is it, it's not really a problem. It's just the, the type of game it is. And, and it's the opposite problem I had with No Man's Sky. Elite Dangerous I bounced off of because there was so much I could do. I did not know what I should do. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. No Man's Sky I had the problem too. with is like I knew what I wanted to do and the game didn't want me to do it. <laughs> like, like I, I know what I wanted to do, but the game is like, you only have four inventory slots. Do this instead, and then maybe we'll let you play. I mm -hmm. Do you, do you want to have a fleet? You need to get this much money. You want to get this money? Do these boring tasks. You have to well, do so much stuff that I don't like in order to do the stuff that I might like. Although, I gotta say, that's how I feel about Elite Dangerous too. Yeah? Like, I want to do the, I want to do space combat. This is why, I, like, like I, I love Elite Dangerous for what it is, but I also that's not the game that I want to play like the most. Right now. <laughs> I want to play Rogue Squadron, right? Yeah. They don't want to do that. Their combat is not that it's bad, but dude, it's so you have to scratch so deep to get to it. Mm. Like, you know how many licks it takes to the to get to the center of a tootsie yeah. roll? It, yeah. This is like <laughs> seven million leak licks, to, and they expect me to like, like I was going on like to, for example, to do. You one just want to bite into mission. the tootsie roll. Yeah, like to do one mercy. That, that's that's exactly what like No Man's Sky is. It's nothing but that candy bit, but you realize that's just like pure sugar. And that's gross. <laughs> like you don't want any of that either. Like the No Man's Sky gives you everything, um, relatively for free compared to like nah, dangerous. I don't know about that. I would say that easy, but it's just gateway behind time. No, Elite Dangerous is it's not just behind time. It you can go and spend like two hours to get to a distant star probably exaggerating let's say 45 minutes and then realize you're missing one part and there's literally no way to finish the mission that you were there for without going to another station that's like a million like another 45 minutes away which has happened so many times yeah. right? <laughs> for, to me that's that's um, a sim life you know you, you know that's, that's a sim life that, right? that, 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 that's that style of uh, of game man <laughs> Exactly. Is you gotta yeah, have like, attention to detail, and that's a different type of yeah. gameplay loop. And I almost prefer yeah, exactly. that. I almost prefer like high chance of messing up terribly and wasting your your time. <laughs> I prefer that to yeah. No Man's Sky, which is just a steady drain of yeah. doing things I don't enjoy. And, yeah. and like, well, I, if I people agree. enjoy that, if people enjoy that, I'm not gonna knock it against them. Like, I can I can look at No Man's Sky and say like, yeah, okay. If you like a survival game, if you like that sort of appeal and you like that sort of challenge, this is a this is a game with a lot of stuff in it that you can absolutely yeah. and I, enjoy. And, I know and it's just not for me. It's like just it. not for me. That's why I don't want to be too hard on it. Like it. That, yeah. I, I don't want to be too hard on it because of that. Because I don't think it is an absolute like crap game like like a lot of people are fond to say. I don't. I just think it's not the kind of game that I'm interested in. Well, also it was a game that was destroyed by incorrect... Um expectations um yeah from, like from the get-go i feel like but, marketing but, like, books could be written about this game i'm sure it is this is like you know like <laughs> like in textbooks 101 for games um but like you could you, you do have to commend them for the fact that they just stuck their head down they did another thing i don't understand how they make money on this game to be honest with you <laughs> they you know how they did it is because they made a ton of money 
on that for initial? their first games on their initial games and they just kept working through um and it's also a but they're not selling company, the I dlc believe. right they're not selling the dlc no they're not so, but i think that's so, what so is why where's the continued such an interesting money story because from? they decided to take the l and just say that they're going to give back to the community this is this is my head by by releasing all these updates without selling because how many games have done poorly off a of release and then continue to monetize off a of poor game look look at fallout 76 well, like gen gen generally when when games do poorly they don't sell but the problem is is like everyone and their dog bought no man's sky <laughs> yeah well the thing is like i would i what i would expect from another game like like battlefront um, you know, let's say the early, the what Star Wars Battlefront had a lot of like issues with the early games. Two, they were still coming out with um, um, like monetary like packs and like things to try to cash in on that community that felt like they Battle were Battlefront Two. Yeah, Battlefront Two. Sorry, I, yeah, I they, don't they, think so. They didn't sell any DLC for 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 that game for like a long while. Uh, I could be wrong. I could be thinking of a different game. But anyways, there's a lot of my my point is that there's a lot of games that come out with um community, let's say outrage, and then yeah. they kind of double down by not like either just trying to play off the outrage and then continuing to monetize, mm -hmm. right? Whereas this game. Like the fact that they didn't try to monetize further and released like let's say I don't know how many it was like six, six to eight updates yeah, since lot. that initial release that's that's a lot of that's a lot of um, goodwill to be throwing back at your community. They they you know, like, turned I think that's a they lot. turned a single player game into kind of an MMO. Dude, that's a very impressive thing. Like, the fact that they were able to get multiplayer code working. Like <laughs> it's worth acknowledging that. Does it make it a better game? I don't think so. I think it almost even makes it a worse game if you spawn on a planet with someone that's just like ruining your day. I've heard I, stories about that I, happening. I think, I think I think it's better that the possibility to play with someone. But my point is, yeah, like the finished product might not be as good as other games, but I think that it's nice to see a company to to, to like to not put money first, right? Like it seems so ridiculous for us to even just like it seems so silly for me to make that like something to give someone an award for is to like hey when you like screw a bunch of people out of expectations you should like do your best to like like make amends but no company tries to make amends yeah. i feel like in I any mean, significant way they probably made millions off of this game and they had to like pay five salaries <laughs> but the thing is they could just go on and make the next game they it's didn't true. have to keep it's working true. on No Man's Sky, it's true. It's right? True. They have that money already. They can, yeah. They have like essentially a free reign and death yeah. to whatever they want to do, right? Yeah. So like, it does speak to me to the fact that like, there is something else going on with the team besides like a straight monetary like call, and I do, I can kind of believe it. Well, you know, here, like I here's think that, the thing that I always believed about this team is like they do care about they care about this game, right? These are these yeah. are indie developers and. And they really care about the product they want to make. Like, you can see it when, like, Sean Murray, like, used to talk about this game. About he mm -hmm. always saw, like, the Electronica cover art. And, like, that's the game I want to make. All the super... And, like, that's what the art looks mm -hmm. like. I, I can tell, like, this is... This project means a lot to him. And he really wants it to be good. And it's almost like he's making the game... They're making the game for themselves at that point, right? I, which I love, dude. Like, my one of my favorite games of all time right now path of exile is just done by a team that's making a game for like 
themselves in their community mm-hmm. and I, I it's one of the few like games that are able to do that and i dude because i think those are the best games i think that's why D is so good is because like you know the people who are making the game essentially making the campaigns mm-hmm. are the ones playing it so they're making it for themselves the, what's so annoying in other games is when you get like a triple a studio game and it feels like they're making it for some joe schmo who doesn't play games like isn't that the worst feeling when you play a game and it feels like it's dumbed down for someone yeah. else to, to get them intro into the game? Right? Yeah. Just like, God, yeah. I had. Like, I had. I want that, someone who, I had want, that feeling, who wants to play this game. I had that feeling playing the Avengers beta. <laughs> oh, you got in, dude. No, it game, was it was op- it was op- it was open for everyone. I hear actually the beta did the game a really big disservice because people say that story campaign is actually really good and very emotional, and Kamala Khan is an amazing character. That in a way that like actually makes me want to play that. But uh. Boy. Some of the writing I didn't see was very good. <laughs> what? They skipped I saw a some lot. Clips of the writing. They skipped oh, okay. a lot. They skipped a lot. Like apparently the beta like skips like a good three hours, two two hours oh, of the so story. Oh, just drop you in somewhere. Yeah, or something? <laughs> yeah. Where like her character has already reached a certain point. Like before, they say the parts early yeah. on are like super endearing, which is a shame that they skipped that and and they got flack for that because like hey, good writing should be acknowledged and people really like it. So yeah, I'm willing to look at I the game sure as a second how chance. I feel about the game. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy playing it. This stuff with like the loot stuff and like making it like a games as a service thing and the replayable multiplayer, like all of it, just felt very like just games as a service makes my. I don't know. I don't like that taste in my mouth. Here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. If it if it's made in 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 a game that that like is. I don't know how to I don't know how to say this. It's not like it was it was it was made with the intention of making it, but like like Destiny Two is a games as a service game, and I really enjoy that. And, and even though it doesn't hit at all the strides that I really like it, I still come back to it because the core of that game is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the yeah, games as service parts just gives me more reasons to engage with a core that I absolutely enjoy. I think I think the problem is that that term has been co opted by a bunch of people that tried to sell shitty games. By saying yeah. games as a service, yeah. and they just try to sell shitty marketing practices. You know that all this like battle pass stuff and things like and and things like that. Uh, I generally don't like it because it keeps me playing a game that I don't like. For battle pass, not, yeah, it it makes me take a game that like I enjoy playing, and makes me play it longer than I want to. Mm-hmm. That's a very careful. See, that's a very that, careful yeah. balancing that they have to do to give enough stuff that you want to come back to versus punishing you for not playing this game more than you want to and i think mm-hmm. the only game i've played that i've hit the, like i love call of duty i cannot do the battle passes because they're stupidly long and <laughs> like i it may it, it burned me out on the game right yeah, yeah what the only game that i played that had a battle pass that like hit that perfect balance was crash team racing nitro refueled because <laughs> that was a great racing game and i really <laughs> loved playing what it. what do they do differently the battle pass is short. You can get through it in like 20 hours of gameplay. There were okay. challenges that got you playing different modes um, mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it gave you a reason to play multiplayer and like your XP bar would go up. And it would give you challenges every single day that were like pretty easy to do and knock out in like a good 30 minutes. And you'd be playing yeah. CTR, which they just happened to make the best kart racing game. Move over Mario Kart. CTR is better than Mario Kart. I will stand by that statement. And they gave so, you reason to keep engaging with it. So what I would make, what sounds more interesting to me was the fact that they... I, you pointed out the fact that I think that companies are getting way too greedy with the battle passes, not in terms of the pricing, but 
like people need to understand all the battle like the battle pass accomplishes for a company is time spent playing the game yeah they want to increase that right yeah and they're 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 asking way too much yes it's like they're saying that you need to play like 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 hundreds of hours 200 hours, hours over the course pass. of three months over the course it's so or less so frustrating i 100 I percent agree and it's it's the fact that you know every time a freaking mechanic is given to the marketing side of a games company they push it to the absolute extremes of what it could be yeah right like they like loot boxes i don't think are inherently evil as a system to deliver no, goods no, as an incentive not at all in fact there is like how long did overwatch do it before like was anyone did that really affect their bottom line how many people bought loot boxes i feel like a and a lot of people did, right? And I actually no. like their... They, they probably had one of the better loot block box systems. They still had duplicates, and that that's a problem. They still had duplicates, yes. But I would even argue that was like a new thing that people didn't even know was a problem yet. Yeah. Because that was the first time loot boxes yeah. came out, right? So Here's, but, the, th- here's the thing about... But then sorry, what happens sorry, to every other game? No, my other thing is simple. It's the re- other companies take it, and they just try to exploit it. And so yeah. now it's like loot boxes are... 0.000% chance or something like that, right? My, my, th- my thing with it, and like it always comes back to like the design of the game... If I'm playing a game that's like long term, I should I should be able to play between 30 minutes to an hour and get something I want out of that game. And and I should be able to expect say I'm going to play this game for 30 minutes to an hour and I know I'm going to get something I care about. Here's what CTR did. CTR had no loot boxes, but it did have a rotating shop. The rotating shop would have one character one bundle with a character in a car, and then one of each different type of car part, and then one special car skin. These would be curated to the player that was playing it. It would always show you something that you didn't have. And the prices were all reasonable. You could play for 30 minutes and buy a character with the money that you gained out of that that you wouldn't have before. You could play for for 30 minutes to an hour, and you would go up a tier on the battle pass. Yeah. And the battle there's pass, a shorter loop. There's right? a, there's like a the, shorter the loop. loop is short. And because you see exactly what you're going to get, you can say like, oh, I'm going to spend my 30 minutes to an hour working towards getting this character because I want this character. Yeah. And if you don't yeah, want the that's character... That's not what they want. That's but what like, you it want. Works. They, they're like Ken, these... Ken, these these guys the are like these co- they're casino companies. They're like the casino companies that don't show light in the casino so they, the customers don't come out. That's they, what they want. They don't show They want night, you yeah. in there forever. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and, then, and, and then when you leave, they don't care. Because they, they want the other guy who's, yeah. who's like hasn't changed in twenty days. It's just like spending all of his money on, on, on like more, more, more cart boxes or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what's so frustrating is like this endless chase of the dollar is and, ruining and, and, so and, many and, games. And I, and, I, and I resent that because oh my god, CTR is is really and people acknowledge this system like in, in like in articles. People have written articles about how good this this the the mm-hmm. system is. And and the thing yeah. is, I have never spent. I have bought battle passes before. I have never bought currency in, in like a game to get items or anything like that. Um, okay. But CTR got me to do that because okay. because here's the thing: I got to the end of the battle pass and like I've only spent like 20 hours in it, and I got almost to the end of the battle pass. The battle pass was over, and then it said like, "Hey, you got to this tier. Congratulations! For this amount of of, of coins, you can complete the battle pass. You can get everything that was on the season." And it was such a reasonable thing. It was like $5 or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is extremely fair. This deserves I, I to be rewarded with, with, with my reasonable. money. Like, 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 I, 
Yeah. Five dollars $5 worth for 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 skipping for 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 missing out on ten hours of gameplay and getting the rewards for it. I mm-hmm. think was perfectly reasonable. I happily gave them my money. I got this the mm-hmm. character at the top of the tier. He's awesome. And I enjoyed playing with him. It was it was immediate like this is what this should cost. This is exactly like how a battle pass should be implemented. It, it's it's um just opposed to uh, dude to how I feel about what's the prices in Valorant right now. Like they've come out with some like undeniably very sick skins like some of the skins the new skins are so good but dude they're so expensive it's Mm. it's 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 to the point now where like i know i'm not gonna buy it because i know that the price is stupid yeah right it's 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 above a price that like i'm gonna break right because it's like 40 bucks or something for like 40 bucks for a skin it's it's 40 dollars for a knife canadian we're talking about canadian okay but it's still canadian 40 dollars for a knife is fucking stupid right like for like it's it's dumb and now salaries don't get adjusted for for difference yeah every time a great skin comes out i'm not excited for the skin anymore i'm blue balled and i get angry i get frustrated for the fact that i don't get to like use this gun or at least even get a chance to like indulge because i like unlike you i i'm not opposed to buying currency in games like no no especially in free-to-play games like apex legends for example like after i put a certain amount of time in i was like okay I, i allow myself to spend a certain amount of money once i break a hours spent threshold right i feel yeah. like it's equivalent exchange at least right yeah <laughs> and so like it, that's fun because you you suddenly it's like you it's almost like a win-win and exactly what free to play wants like you spent the time in they want that now you want to like enhance your experience your a little bit because you're enjoying yeah. it yeah yeah exactly and most of the times it's just skins because people don't really want to like cheat for themselves for the most part right yeah but it's out of the question when it's like if you if you wanted to buy a Snickers bar, but every Snickers bar was forty dollars, how much would you buy a? I would never buy a Snickers, I would never buy exactly a Snickers bar. But then but now Snickers bar is like five dollars and, and like and like yeah. in passing, you're like, yeah, I can spend five dollars on a Snickers yeah, bar. But then also you're playing the game, so it's like every every advertisement you see is for Snickers. And you can't actually buy that stupid thing. And you can't, and, and you and you know the Snickers actually taste you really know. good. Yeah, you know, like, and and they keep like getting better and better, right? You're like now they're organic and they're healthy for you too. Like, oh my god, this for forty bucks though. It's exactly this how it's same thing. Like, I feel the same way. It's it's just a slight over greed. Um, what, what is the what is the, what is the most exorbitant thing you have you you have bought as like an add on? For a game? Yeah. Just out of curiosity, oh. I'll tell you mine afterwards. I think the only thing I've ever bought that I feel kind of shady for was I wanted to play a League of Exile with a friend who was already high leveled and it was near middle or the end of the league, and I didn't want to like gear up and stuff like that. Mm. And it was for like a hardcore solo, well, not solo stuff, but a hardcore league. So I was like, I just bought like a bit of currency so I can get myself a, that um, the six link. Oh white. no. <laughs> Tableau Rasa, right? Because it just yeah. makes leveling faster. That was all it. Yeah. And that was all I cared about. I spent like, I think it was like 10 bucks for an Exalt, which is like, I don't know. Oh, that's cheap. I don't know how to yeah. try. Yeah. yeah, it's not that bad, right? I. But that was because it was like for, it's not, it's an unsanctioned site. Like, it's yeah. like, it's super, it's super. Oh, it was unsanctioned? Shady, right? Oh, man. Gross. Well, it's like, there's no, there's no sanctioned, like, currency buying in Paz of Exile, right? So don't get my account bad. <laughs> but, like, in terms of, like, legit, like, like loot box stuff, like, honestly, maybe, like, I I bought, like, 20 uh, loot boxes in Overwatch. And mm. I, I don't feel bad about that because I don't feel like it was, like, a waste of money either, right? Yeah. Like, 
Like I got they they was they were pretty good at giving you a lot of loot boxes for almost every occasion, which it was nice because at least you felt you always had a chance, right? Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of people would play Overwatch for like an hour and get and get a, a a loot box, and then that was that was their gaming session for the day in Overwatch. You could feel accomplished you even could, though you may have lost your round. You get a nice item, you're like, damn, yeah, it's kind of worth it. <laughs> That's the thing that like I will applaud Overwatch for is like they do they did they did hit my metric right because there was no battle pass or anything. They only had the loot yeah. boxes. Yeah. Sometimes opening well, up a loot well, box and then you would, you would come out with like just currency and stuff. It felt like your day was a waste. That's my biggest criticism yeah. of it. But if they had just gotten rid of the duplicates and you knew you were like advancing every every <laughs> time, every every single session, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the most ex- money I think I've spent on on aside from like buying the the passes for Destiny and the expansions, which I think is like that's separate. Um, yeah. that's just that's just how you play the game. Um, and give money for their content um was uh i spent twenty dollars on sea of thieves um oh oh like as in um what did you buy i bought i bought the current i bought twenty dollars worth of currency in sea of thieves right. because i was playing on a game pass so it was already like i didn't spend any money on the game <laughs> and yeah. i bought a set of three cats and three outfits for the cats oh and well, i still cosmetics and i still have ten dollars left over <laughs> ten dollars worth cosmetics. of coins See, the thing is like when you're just buying cosmetics it's like it's like that. That there's no cost. No, like there's no more. And now cost. I have a it's cat following cosmetics. me around. It was the only way. It was. It yeah. was. It was. It's a game changer because you can pick up the cat. You can pet the cat. You can <laughs> show the cat to people, and they know yeah. that you have a cat. You can name your yeah. cat. Your cat will follow you yeah. around. He has different animations for like sitting on your wheel, sitting underneath a table. He sleeps. He he gets agitated when you're in combat. This cat is great. His name is Bus, and I'll protect him forever. <laughs> So it makes me think about like another microtransaction system that seems to work out amazingly for the community is um, uh, Eve Online. They have like a currency, in-game currency system where you can mm. exchange it for like a, essentially a month pass, like to play Eve Online, right? Mm. And if you make enough money in the game, you can have you can buy more of these passes and essentially. Oh play for free okay but that also essentially creates a type of money trade market in which one their isk which is their in-game currency like has some tangible real world value for people right? that are like, invested. as a transfer <laughs> which <laughs> you know online. well it's just like money you know it only works if everyone believes in it right like yeah so, that's true even online as long as some people are playing it right and don't so, they actually have a cryptocurrency I don't know exactly how deep it goes because that game is way deeper than any game that I've ever seen. It might be the deepest game <laughs> that we can, that we have right now mm-hmm. in terms of its like economy and stuff. Um, but that that is such a like I I don't think I've ever heard anyone in that community complain about their monetization and and that's a that's a non cosmetic um like monetization right like it actually has an impact you can't play the game right you are you are allowed to play the game if you if you do it so like it's very interesting that there is like there's clearly a way to do in-game like monetization properly and this game not only uh does it but it it enables their economy you know like if the money didn't have any actual sync that you Mm -hmm. can use people might just be blowing stuff up for no reason they might just actually like crash their ships because you know maybe once you get to a certain richness you just don't give a shit anymore right you just mm-hmm. want to end your game but in this one like if you the game's persistent if you make like a billion isk or whatever it is and you have the grand mothership 
you can just give it to someone else and then now they have it right and it's it's like a nine thousand dollar ship right is it actually like that expensive there are there are there are super um star uh, ships that are like massive mm-hmm. um i think the one there was one guy that, that i heard about that was just rich and he he you can go into the game and you can like buy um the the currency essentially by buying those things and trading the the passes right mm-hmm. and so you can essentially buy a license to cap to captain the ship and you can buy the ship and which is exactly what he did it was like a nine grand real life like usd ship wow. and then i think he i think as soon as he took it out of the dock people <laughs> raided him and blew up the ship oh man but he's this guy really rich. He just did it again. Though. Like you don't even feel bad for this guy. This guy is some rich oil baron that just wanted to f around in Eve Online, right? But like that's the that's kind of like the beauty of that game, right? Like it has some sort of um, tangible risk, which I think that's is what everyone loves about it is that mm. it feels like like such a real world type of D and D world where you can like you have corporations that all they do is operations for other corporations. That's how they make money. They like source supplies and stuff like that, and they just do trade routes, right? So yeah, that's um, it, it's such an interesting game. But I feel like you need like a hundred percent committal into it. Like that's the other problem with like all these like large games that like are fascinating to hear about. But like my my lifestyle does not permit me to do that. My my lifestyle involves I, me playing like games when they come out and then moving on to something else, which is not what they want me no. to do. That's what I just love about games that just want to do themselves. Like I can, I can love game. I love Eve, even though I've never played it. I just love the idea of it. I love hearing the news about it. I hear, I love hearing all the antics about it. Right? Like, yeah. The fact that it exists makes me happy that it exists in the world. Man, even though I, I don't play it. I was, reading, I was, I was reading galaxy-changing stories in high school about Eve Online, <laughs> about these two superpowers that like had an out and it dynamically changed like the state of the universe forever. <laughs> And it and I it costs like five hundred thousand dollars, and they they know because they had like Eve analysts like crunching the data, and they said, yeah, I know. There's always there's like a there's like a news broadcaster that like, like broadcasts like Eve news around the galaxy. Mm-hmm. There was a one amazing story of like this corporate heist where this guy like infiltrated an enemy corporation. Yes, I've and heard rose about this one. The ranks and then robbed them blind. Oh my god! Yes, the the legends that can spawn. That's like. That's that's awesome. You know what? That's, that's tabletop I, shit. I is there is there already a book on Eve, on Eve Online like one that just chronicles this history? Because I, 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 I would be very I, maybe, interested in reading that. Like, how like would a, you verify? You would have to do so much research. And what? this is like hard. How much be harder do you do with most research. books? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, but then who are these people? You're in real life. You're like researching actual people with addresses. Who the fuck is like Buttlicker sixty nine that like instigated the war or something like that? Right? You know it's gonna be some username dude that you'll never be able to find again because it's like I want to I want to hear the ballad of Buttlicker sixty nine. Ken, <laughs> dude, <this laughs> get guy, someone to the write legend. the st- get someone to write the legacy. The legacy of sixty nine. You can't forget. Never forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that whole that whole rift was just to say that I liked the fact that No Man's Sky uh, tried to fix their game and are continuing to develop it. Like, there's Valid. no reason for them to. There's no um, legal reason for them to do it, and so I like that they're pick, picking their ethics. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll. I'll... I'll poke at that game because I saw they added a, a, a horror side story in, in the game, but like I'm 
I think I'll just bounce it's pretty off of it again. Everything, everything. I, I like it just because it was the first time I played it and I wanted a VR game. Um, and I still like it for a VR game because it's, it's just chill, right? I, I literally put up another screen that has like a TV show. And so I'm just like in my ship flying around, yeah. making money, watching I, TV. I, yeah, I just don't play those games then. If I have to do something <laughs> else, I just don't play them. Yeah, 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 exactly. So for fun. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, so, so that's our, that's our big discussions here. So Ken, are you playing anything else other than No Man's Sky? Uh, no, man. I'm uh, no man, dude. I'm just, uh, I'm actually just getting a lot of, um, of art lately. I've been watching a lot of, um, art streams and I've been telling you about it. I've been painting just like people's character art or things that happened in the stream it's so much fun i haven't i haven't said this on like on stream before and i think i should really say it like yo y'all should really check out ken's stuff like this isn't just some scrappy artist (laughs) saying like hey please check out my stuff ken does this for a fucking living and like he deserves every penny he makes because ken is an amazing artist trying to do it for a living trying to do it for a living we're so far we've been able to stay afloat we're we're trying every day (laughs) to, to continue that way yeah, please, I, I, please, I please it, do man. check out Ken's stuff. Ken, Ken is, <laughs> Ken is really accomplished, and I and I really do believe in his arc, arc. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the latest thing I did was actually it's on my Twitter right now. Ken six zero four. Um, I I did a char- piece of character art for uh, Arcadum streams for anyone who watches that stream. Dude, watching D and D is so fun. And, and, <laughs> and, and I finally got a campaign going again where I get to be a player character. Um. And it's like a once every two weeks, but I look forward to every every week, dude. Nice. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Are you playing anything right now? Uh me uh oh I I feel like every every week I start getting more packed with everything. I'm doing a doing a game of pandemic legacy every Monday. Oh nice. nice. We're halfway through. Is it that. an ongoing game or do you guys like yeah, pandem- start? Pa- pandemic legacy is a legacy game so it is it is between oh, right, 12 right, to right. 24 games and it tells a complete story and the mechanics oh, change nice. over time I'll, I'll i'll should do a video about this uh like I another feel like time i played really the good. smaller is there a smaller version of yeah pandemic? Normal, normal pandemic that's just right. normal okay, board yeah, game and it's repeatable yeah. um and oh, okay. i didn't know they had a legacy it's interesting yeah they have three i like seasons, that idea actually. a lot it's I, it's, okay, it's you... really fascinating there's three seasons uh of it and they're all pretty different season one is going to some interesting places right now in ways that I never imagined a, a game like Pandemic would. It is, it, oh my god! I wish I could talk about it, but like this is the sort of thing that you have to be careful about spoilers because it's an eighty dollar yeah. investment, and right. uh, you really don't and, and, and you don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely enough, like, it's between okay. twelve to twenty four games, and then you're done, and you can yeah. never play this game again because the surprise is gone, and you well, don't want to spend I, I another eighty dollars. Is there a Risk-like game that is way better than Risk? <laughs> uh, Scythe. Scythe? Is Scythe, it, this that's one? That's a tactical, tactical, strategic warfare It's a tactical, strategic, game? economic game. It is, it, it is, it is, it is like Civilization Light meets uh, Risk. Okay. Definitely more and focused on how does economics. it handle the... Con- Dude, Risk was almost good, but it was actually so frustrating to play. <laughs> if you play the, their standard rules, oh, oh. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Risk is a good fan. I also really like... Uh, I also really like 858 Vikings, Invasions of England. Oh, okay. That's, another, that's the most Risk-like game that I own, and I really enjoy it. The combat is also oh, okay. really simple in that one. Uh, okay. Dude, that like, like, like... Uh, 
this is my like more my board game collection i have a ton of stuff any Dude, type of game so like if you need like yeah, advice need on that i i we can well, definitely I talk like, about it i like the strategy almost like chess like games that are like chess i actually love chess itself right but i i would love to see like a better version if someone like a like you, you want or chess like a more like or like a, a games designer all-star just said if we took chess like what's what's the next level of chess like well, yeah the mechanics are there right but you know so is, um... so scythe as you can see behind me here mm -hmm. um scythe isn't too much like like chess but uh, you can you can probably tell by the types of the games that like I play in board games. I don't like a lot of board games that have a lot of chance associated with them. Some sort of chance is fine, but a lot of the games that I really get into and I want to get good at involve very little chance. Scythe is one of those games. It is it is almost like board game the board game a little bit because it has all a, a type of mechanic from every different type of board game. So there's economics in like a game sort of like uh, like Agricola where you're just collecting resources and using the resources to build up your factory. Yeah. Um, so you can produce more stuff, uh, so yeah. your units can move more, and you're like upgrading your civilization as you do that. Uh, but at the same time, you're trying to gain more popularity and have like these different encounters uh, on the board that then you make decisions based on on that. So then it becomes more like an RPG in a in a sort of so way. Like event events that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, you're also trying to manage things like your 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 power, which is what you fight with. When you get into combat with someone, and it's if you overlap overlap uh, one of their mechs, it's a mech. Mm -hmm. It's a mech game as well. Ooh, okay, I like that. Um, so that if you if you overlap a tile where someone has in a mech, you'll have an encounter with them at the end of it. And basically, how, how... it's it's gambling. Sorry, finish. It's gambling. It's 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 as you as you do different actions or as you pick what you want to do per turn, you gain power, and you can yeah. spend up to seven power. Um fighting uh someone else's units as well as as many combat cards as you have units that moved into it and combat cards give you like plus five plus two plus three so okay. you have to think about when you're attacking someone what power do they have how many combat cards they have and how badly they really want to beat me right so it's very flexible it, it, it's very strategic in that way and it's also mm -hmm. flexible in how you win because there are 10 objectives in the game you the first person completes six objectives, and they're all global, mm -hmm. finishes the game, they don't necessarily win. What you okay. win is based on how much money you have. So you see, there's all these different systems that interconnect right. with it. Right. But at on, Yeah, but I on, hate yeah, games yeah. that, like, you feel like the dice determines the winner. Yeah. Like, Monopoly literally designed that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like right. games yeah. that, that use dice for, for combat. I, I, I like... Because yeah. like, then... It, it, you're choosing between whether you're playing poker or you're playing craps, right? Yeah. And well, I like that the dice represents the inherent randomness and possibilities of real life. Like yeah. the you're never 100% sure. But right? you should also but be able should to be mitigate. <laughs> you should also be able to mitigate it. Like you should you yeah, should go exactly. into a combat saying like no matter what the dice rolls down, I have a 90% chance that this is going to go in my favor. Yeah, 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 exactly. You should be you should have a chance to like definitely get it or at yeah. least like a high percent chance. Another cool. game that I really like, Cyclades, uses dice for its combat. Um, yeah. and, and you're rolling dice based on the number of units that you have. And it caps at three. So there right. was a moment where, where like I was playing with, with, with at our office. And I was defending this one island. And like I really wanted to keep this island. But I had only stationed like two guys there. And then the other guy <laughs> brings in like four guys, right? 
and like right. we're rolling dice and like he loses a guy he loses a guy suddenly we're even and then i'm down to my last guy and he's down to two guys and i yeah. win two rolls in a row and like he gets yeah, kicked yeah. out and like that was a big play from him and i just barely hung on that's a fun story yeah. right that is fun yeah, it yeah, sucks yeah. For, it sucks <laughs> for him and he never recovered but it was also risky for him he knew he had a 60 30 chance and yeah like and the dice just didn't work out for him in that way yeah. what was that game called uh cyclades cyclades okay yeah cool. That's a really fun game. If you ever want to play board games, like come over to one of my one of one of my shindigs. <laughs> yeah, I should. I should before, especially before you head out out east. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> FYI, moving to Montreal next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, outed you. My bad. <laughs> uh. But yeah, and that so that's my Monday game is is Pandemic Legacy, and my Tuesday game is Gloomhaven, which is just like the big RPG mm. board game to end all games. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is my podcast day. Thursday, nice. Uh, Thursday is usually my rest day, but it's going to be my Tony Hawk day now. That game comes out. Oh, oh, the new one. Six right. p.m. I am so excited. Oh, mm, I'm ready. I hope it's good. I hope uh, it's I've played. I've played. I've played the demo. I can verify the game is. It doesn't feel like how how the originals feel, but it still feels exceptionally good. It feels different. It doesn't feel bad. Right. And I think because okay. it feels different, it feels actually a, It's actually a better game. Um, right. and as long as it hits its goals and has enough stuff to do, and if they hey, if they do what they did with CTR because it's the same developers, they haven't oh. confirmed if they're making like a battle pass like CTR. By the way, <laughs> we need a better name for battle passes that are not battle passes. You don't need a battle pass in a skate game. Get a skate pass or whatever. We should call them limited time passes (LTPs). Yeah, or I don't know, like. I, or I, limit, I honestly don't care what you limited what passes. Call them. It's such a marketing LPs. <laughs> it's so annoying because I'm a marketer too. But <laughs> just call them LPs. Yeah, sure, LPs. Little, little. Uh, just call them like bingo cards. Just you're just trying to check, check. It's like a checklist. Just call them a checklist. <laughs> you can buy like the ten dollar checklist that'll get you all the items. Yeah. Regardless, so I hope yeah. they make an LP for Tony Hawk. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, having, I, I would love an excuse to go and check in with Tony every day. You know, yeah. do challenges because that's a game I do legitimately enjoy. I will sometimes just blo- boot up Tony Hawk to Tony Hawk three and just play through it just because I enjoy playing those games. Yeah. So if I had I, a tangible, I know a, a number of friends that do that too. Like they, whether it's the soundtrack or just like they they've had so much practice already, yeah. Like with the mechanics, they just love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's good. I have a special place in my heart for Tony Hawk, so I'm excited to have a new game, and I hope they give me a reason to come back for it. That's all I can ask ask for. <laughs> we'll probably have a very long discussion about it next 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 <laughs> podcast yeah well that's pretty much it for me i think you yeah i'm all wrapped up no i'm all good um no title bars at the top but you know at lf sandrin on twitter ken ha <laughs> is at 604 ken ha 604 please check out his art stuff his art streams ken does a lot of amazing work and it's important for us to recognize him sound was soundtracks were by a good friend adrian talents uh, check out his stuff on his SoundCloud. Um, I'm so glad I can actually have time to do feedback on this. I don't have to wait for, like, the song. But yeah, so if that's control. it for all of us. Unlimited power. Unlimited power. And if you want more unlimited power, you can always come back and check us right here, Beyond the Pixel.